social emotional learning it's the new way where culturally responsive meets innovation hey resilient ones my name is kristen hopkins founder of the dangers of the my education fund and creator of black sel i'm a social and emotional expert curriculum developer and social entrepreneur who believes in the holistic development of Black youth and adults through culturally responsive and affirming resources. Welcome to the Black SEO Podcast, formerly known as Dangers of the Mind. Welcome to Black SEL, Blackity Black, Blackity Black the social and emotional hub for black people. Here at Black SEL, we open up a safe space for black people to share their experiences, their expertise, be vulnerable, all while highlighting key social and emotional skills. Our goal is to make SEL relatable, tangible, and sustainable in black communities. And today's guest, y'all, I am excited, is no other than Jeffrey Golden. Jeffrey is an ordained minister, a gospel artist, and Jeffrey thought from a young age that one day he would become a preacher, but he did not necessarily anticipate he would be singing. In 2013, the opportunity came for him to audition for season six of Sunday Best. He jumped at the chance and he ultimately didn't make the cut, but it's a good thing that he didn't give up. Convinced He had simply hit a speed bump. Jeffrey auditioned the following year, this time going all the way. Listen, let's talk about resilience, but we're going to talk about resilience in a minute. He realized things were destined to happen the way they did. America voted for their favorite singer, and at 20 years old, Jeffrey Golden was crowned the season seven winner of Sunday Best. Golden won the hearts of America in favor with the celebrity judges due to his professional demeanor, his stature, humility, and anointing that was evident throughout all of his performances on the show. The opportunity from being a star on Sunday's Best opened up many doors to creating music with Kurt Franklin and Grammy-nominated songwriters and producers. Come on, Jeffrey! Jeffrey graduated from Morehouse College in Atlanta, Georgia, May 2016 with a bachelor's degree in economics, and Jeffrey has a master's now, master's of arts in theology. In June 2019, Golden married his high school sweetheart and the love of his life, Rebecca, and the two currently reside in Atlanta, Georgia, with their two children, Ava and Asa. Anything that revolves around Christian ministry and helping people is what he's passionate about, and it is his desire to serve in every possible way. Listen, I am so excited, y'all. This is going to be so, so good to my soul. Please welcome to Black SEL. Blackity, black, blackity, black. <laughs> Woo! Come on. I think that's my best rendition yet. Okay. So before we start, I just got to, you know, everybody knows I am a singer at heart. Okay. Kip might not be able to sing, sing, but my worship, okay, is my worship and I worship for uh-huh. real. Um, so I want to just start by going into, you know, a favorite song I had growing up. You know, one of my songs was, uh, he's an old time God. Uh huh. Yes, he is. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. old time <laughs> God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, and he may not come when we, uh-huh. when we uh-huh. but he's 
always on time. You know, do you yeah. have a song that just always resonated with you growing up that you that you just loved? Wow, you know, for me, uh, one of them was uh, "I Will Trust." Come on, in the Lord, yeah. I will trust. In the Lord, Ooh. I will trust. In the Lord, till I die, till I die, yeah. I will trust. Yeah, you know that was that was that was one of mine. You know what I'm saying? Make us want to trust singing like that. <laughs> But then they said this, though. But then they said, I'm going to stay on, Come on the battlefield. Yeah, you know. I Come mean, it's, And it was yeah. so, it was also so prophetic because it was like yep. they were speaking. Those songs are speaking over our life to mm -hmm. trust in the midst of so much turmoil. Yeah. Trust in the midst of, you know, just every aspect of our life. And then when they said, I'm going to stay on the battlefield, mm -hmm. the consistency in the yep. fight. Even when you didn't know what was on the other side. Mm. Listen, we're going to talk about some SEL at church today because wow. black SEL is so church. So the black church is mm. so aligned with the black church. So I want to, you know, start with you by just talking about the history of the black church, yeah. even like how you grew up in the black church. What was your black yeah. church experience? Wow. Wow. So, you know, the, the, the black church is, um, so varied, so diverse, um, so rich in in many different textures and contexts. Um, but I love what uh, Reverend William J. Barber um, has ha has said about the Black Church. PBS uh, did a really great special um, mm -hmm. talking about the history of Black Church. I believe it was last year, a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. um, and some things could have been different, but but I think all in all, it, it, it was a very very great um, exploration. And there are a couple others um, that have. Uh, recently released or are recently or are coming out soon. I know um, the Jude Three campaign has one called, um, uh, uh, I believe it's called um, Unspoken, uh, mm -hmm. which has a lot of great history about Black Christianity. And the Ant campaign is uh, preparing um, a docu series. Actually, I'm grateful to be a part of uh, yeah. called um, How I Got Over. So that'll be actually uh, hey. uh, uh, coming out very soon. Another, you know, history uh, of the black church um, and, and, and its music. And so I think there are great resources out there for folks. But I love what uh, William Barber said um, about kind of what brings the black church together. It's really kind of three um core commitments um number one personal holiness mm -hmm. number two social mm -hmm. justice and, mm -hmm. and 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 then number three spiritual power um and so i think that really across the context of black church and of course different black churches have you know emphasize those things differently but i think you really do see those things personal holiness social justice and spiritual power uh really being emphasized uh, really across the black church experience even before we had denominations right uh you know back when you know when when enslaved africans um were coming into encounters with jesus um and i think Kristen, what many people don't understand but they should because many people who think oh well, christianity that's the, you know that's the white man's religion you know, um, you know, we just took the faith of, of 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 the slave masters. And I understand people's frustrations, but it's just really not rooted in history. Number one, um, many of the slaves who came over on on those African, I'm sorry, enslaved Africans, because, uh, mm -hmm. of course, their identity was not slave. But, right. but that that was their condition. 
um, but many who came over on those slave ships, many of them were already Christians, right? Mm -hmm. Now, not all of them, not the majority. Some were Muslims. Some, you know, were uh, kind of practitioners of traditional African religions. Uh, but many of them were also Christians. So they had a relationship with Christ before slavery was ever even introduced. And then, of course, once they got here, a lot of people think that um, that 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 the that the enslavement establishment in America was systematically trying to convert black people, but they weren't. In, in in many cases, they were trying to keep black people from converting because mm -hmm. they knew, okay, if they convert, there's going to be a consciousness and even an expectation mm -hmm. of freedom, equality, and liberation. Because Ooh. if we're because if they're a Christian like we're a Christian, mm -hmm. then they're going to be able to say, hey, you can't enslave me because I'm your Christian brother. I'm your Christian sister. So many slave masters were trying to keep black people from coming to Christ, you know? So I think there's a lot of history in that, that people don't understand. Yeah. And so when we talk about the faith of the black church, the reason why I would venture to say that black people's faith is, you know, even statistically, black people are kind of more religiously committed mm. um, than people of, you know, potentially other races. And it's because our faith was formed in fire, uh, you know, in, 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 in the crucible of, of, of oppression, of enslavement, of discrimination. We had a real experience with the real Jesus Christ. Um, and it has carried yeah. us through even to this time. And so, you know, that I think is really kind of some of the foundation, you know, of, of the black church that we're built on now. Now, my particular experience with the black church, I grew up in a stone cold holiness church. Okay, listen, listen, I, I, I mean, holiness or hell, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, 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 we didn't play with the devil. You uh -huh. know what I'm saying? We, we didn't play with sin. Um, now, I will say that, you know, from a emotional, social emotional standpoint, um, and I'm sure we'll get into this more. I think one of the challenges with those spaces, though, it gives you a love for the word of God. It gives you, a, I believe, a healthy fear of God. Um, it also can give you um, a kind of legalistic sense of faith where you don't really look at God as father as much as you look at him like a taskmaster who's ready to strike you down whenever you, you know, make a mistake. Um, yep. And so I think that. Um, there was a lot in, you know, in my ecclesial upbringing um, that wasn't as healthy, you know, especially yeah. from an emotional standpoint. Um, but I think that there were there was, again, that foundation of the word of God and the foundation of a respect for the things of God um, that unfortunately, I don't think a lot of people in our generation or even a lot of churches today are really kind of, you know, caring as much about. Listen, you just like. <sighs> You just said some things to me and spoke <laughs> to my soul. You know, uh -huh. one of the thing, one of the things you say, you mentioned three uh, very key points that mm. the church brings, and one thing that that I smiled about, my my soul smiled, is when you said social justice, mm. because a lot of times people get away from the church actually being rooted in social justice. Wow, and and I I see that, you know, and it, it even is to, to the point where. Uh, you know, pastors even are not, you know, speaking out as much yep. about the injustices or I don't want to step on no toes. And it's like, mm -hmm. oh, no, this is this is how we were brought up. We were brought up to empower our people to continue to have hold on to their faith. Mm -hmm. And through that, there was social justice. You know, there that's where social justice met the church. Wow. And I thought it was just so powerful that you highlighted that because 
in starting Black SEL, I did that because there was a lack of representation for black people mm -hmm. in this space. And not just a lack of representation, but black people, we've been doing this all our lives. Wow. SEL is our DNA, right? You know, when we talk about social emotional learning in a nutshell, it is the, the skills, the attitude, and the knowledge for us to navigate in a complex society, mm -hmm. right? And by understanding these key competencies of these five major skills, you know, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll go in about social awareness, self-management, you know, mm -hmm relationship skills, responsible decision-making, and then the biggest one is self-awareness, mm. right? It allows us to be this whole walk into wholeness wow. of who we are. And, and we cannot do that without faith, right? Mm. And, you know, being in a place of, you know, being a Christian myself, it was, my mom always says this to me. She says, girl, I don't think I met nobody that got as much faith as you. Like your faith is on something different, wow. right? Because I started entrepreneurship when I was 22 years old. Mm. Um, I've been an entrepreneur full time for I'm 35, so I, I don't know the math, right? 13 years maybe. Mm. But it's 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 been only by the grace of God mm. and only by my faith was I able to do that. And I owe it all, a lot of it, to the Black Church mm. because I grew up in the church, going to Sunday school. Yep. I repeated <laughs> scriptures yep. and it gave me confidence. It gave me public speaking skills, mm. right? We take those things for granted because you know how you got, you got that gap and I don't know if you had that gap, but you got that gap in where you, you grew up in a church and then you like stray away a little bit. Mm. I went to college and started being like, ah, it's a whole new world, right? <laughs> the, you know, the devil tried to hold on to me and the God said, no, we're going to snatch it right back, right? Mm. You always come back to, to Christ, but it's that place of, of the history of the black church that that a lot of black people don't acknowledge mm -hmm. or don't do the research to find out. It's just like black history. You know, we, we, we have so much going on in our lives that we don't take the time to realize that a lot of history is repeating itself. And, wow. and, and it's so important for us as black people to understand how, how the church was the foundation for a lot of our wow life like i mean the stepping stone you know and i think too chris if, if if i can just say right there because i think what brings that history of the black church together you know with the different focuses that uh that you know dr barbara talks about mm -hmm. um is this commitment to the experience of god Right. Because for for black Christianity, it's all about making Jesus real, not making him real as if he's not real, but it is making him real in the lived experiences of the people. And so and so for some people of different ethnicities or races, their understanding of faith is all about how much head knowledge I can have about theology or, you know, or. Or, um, you know, you know, what did the ancient creed say? And, you know, what what were the you know, what were the theological debates that were going on in the year 330 A.D. and right. things like right. that? And, and, and so for them, faith is is about statements that mm -hmm. you make. Right. But in the black Christian experience, because before we could read. Right. Um, um, we were having an encounter with the real Jesus Christ. And so for black Christianity, it is about not just know how much, you know, in your head, but rather how much what, you know, is translating into who you are and into how you live. Um, wow. And so I think this commitment to an encounter with Jesus, you know, it's very interesting, Kristen, e e even today. And this is just one of my pet peeves, because, you know, when you say that we don't really acknowledge or we don't really 
uh, pay respect to the history of the black church enough like that, that, that is really kind of one of those, um, core convictions that I have, because I think we oftentimes are always going to what's new and what's shiny. Um, and we neglect the foundation to our own peril, right? Because we think, well, you know, grandmama and them, they didn't have much learning. They didn't have much education, you know? And so, yeah, they had a faith, but, but somehow, because now we know more in our heads, we think automatically that our faith has now been more matured when we're not recognizing the disconnect between what we know, but then now the lives that we live, you know? So I think we, we have to reclaim, um, the legacy, not just of, you know, hand clapping, foot stomping. No, but there's a reason why your grandmother could spend hours on her knees. Like th th there's a reason why the saints wanted to be in church so much. Like th th there's, there's something deeper than just, um, well, this is just what they did because they didn't have nothing else to do. No, there was a real encounter that they had with a real savior, with a real king. And I believe we ought to hear their voices even calling to us today to continue on in that true encounter with 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 the true and the real Jesus. Jesus. Oh, you know, I. I'm just like, as you're talking, I'm a visionary. So as you're talking, I'm putting all this in, mm. in, in open vision, right? And, and seeing it. Um, and that's a gift that, you know, I believe God has truly blessed me with. Wow. But, but I, I just, you know, went back to our ancestors and how they were saying how I got over, mm. you know, like, and just, I mean, the songs that, that like, first of all, who was writing these songs? You, Jesus was writing. The Holy Spirit was writing these songs. <laughs> they didn't even know how to write. Wow. And we over here singing songs and distributing the songs to, to amongst the amongst mm. everybody. It, you know that that singing the songs on the plantations, right? Wow. And 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 then through those songs, you know, when, when I watched the Harriet Tubman movie, um, one of the things I thought was very powerful was through those songs they knew how to. It was giving them direction yep. to get to to be free, right? Yep. That was the Holy Spirit. That was nothing but God. Like, so just acknowledging how God was always in the midst. You know, he was always in the midst. He's always been there. And understanding what that looks like. And I love when people talk about Jesus. Because, because it's just, you know, people could be saying God, God, God. Uh -huh, all day. Uh -huh. <laughs> God's out here, right? And yep. so when you get explicit, you say Jesus. It, then we know, we know what God you serve and what mm -hmm. Jesus you know, you're talking yep. about because there's only one Jesus, right? Yep. There's only one God to us, but everybody is worshiping a whole bunch mm -hmm. of other gods, right? But then when we say Jesus, things things are changed. It's very clear on what, yeah. God, what God we serve and what, what Jesus we serve as well. And so I think it's important for us to understand that in our communities and know as black people that this is something that we cannot run from. This is a part of our success. The black church is a part of our success. The black church is a part of our legacy. The black, like it, it, it's not like we could be successful and, and we count this out. Mm -hmm. You know, this is a part of our success. Praying for hours, worshiping for hours, mm -hmm. setting aside time. And this is when we talk about responsible decision-making, right? We, we talk about identifying the problem, right? Mm. And then analyzing the situation. If we continue to do the same thing over and over again, we find ourselves in the same bad relationships. Mm. We find ourselves in the same, you know, spending habits, whatever it might be. 
we are not only going to God in prayer, but we're going to going to God to help us make better decisions. Wow. Right. And this is also a skill that we practice and it's intentional, but we weren't taught that in the black mm. community. We were taught that a responsible decision was common sense. Mm. But when we go into prayer, our, our, even our prayers change when we know SEL, right? Because wow. SEL is all in the Bible. <laughs> it, it, mm. Everything from self-discipline to self-motivation. You see every single disciple that practiced SEL skills. You see the prophets, you know, you see, mm. you, you see the, the rich, the rich uh, foundation of, of the Bible that, that shows us today. Like, you know how you always say that the Bible applies is well alive, mm. right? And I, I was saying on our last uh, interview, we talked about how the blood still works, right? Because yeah. we talked about how, how we, we've gone so far from looking at the old, right? You know, just the, um, the history. I'll go into the history about, a little bit about just how uh, we forget about, you know, mm. the history of the church. And I think it's so important for, you know, us to touch on what role does the black church play in our communities? Because mm. Talked about social justice that right there like had me like because i am an activist you know in my own right i do a lot of things that are pushing our black community to do better and be better and i believe that the church plays a role in that so tell mm. us what role does the church play in our communities and even in politics wow wow absolutely um and and, and this is such an important conversation um and so thank you Kristen, even just for the opportunity for us to have it. Um, so I think traditionally the black church has been really the center of gravity for the black community. Mm. Um, again, going back in history to the time of uh, uh, our enslavement, um, before we had schools, before we had institutions, before we had fraternities, sororities, um, before we had our black owned businesses, before we had all of those things, you had an expression of the black church, mm -hmm. um, even before you had denominations and before we got our own edifices and buildings and started yep. doing all of that, there was what uh, uh, historians called the invisible institution. Mm -hmm. um, and, and the notion of that was that this was a way for those enslaved Africans to have communal encounters with God outside of the knowledge or the supervision of their slave masters. Um, and so they would literally go into bushes, into brush arbors. They would go down by, you know, by the rivers and, and, and you know, by the streams. Um, and, and, and they would, you know, have a good time in the Lord. Um, you know, they would have people who would bring the word, who would, you know, go back and talk about the stories of even ancient Israel and how, you know, God brought the children of Israel over the Red Sea and they saw themselves in that, right? You know, it, it's, 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 it's how we can get songs like, you know, they were singing, didn't my Lord deliver Daniel and why not every man, right? If he could deliver Daniel from, you know, from the, from the, from the mouths of the lions, mm -hmm. then he can and he will deliver us from what we're going through. It's why they could sing songs like ride on King Jesus. Mm -hmm. You know, no one can hinder you. You're King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And then here's something interesting that they said, Kristen, which I think just really 
illustrates both the importance of the black church within our black communities, but also illustrates something very powerful about their, their, their theology, um, the, the ancient theology of the black church. Right. So, so they said something because the black church has always been prophetic. The black church has always been, always been prophetic. So they said something in, in, in one of the verses of the song, right on King Jesus. And even the fact that, you know, these were really black folk songs. And so we don't even know like what was the first version or what's the ones where they added on a verse or, you know, you see variations in different words and we don't know who the writers are because again, they are, they are communal songs for a communal encounter, um, but also for collective empowerment. And so, so one of the verses in right on King Jesus, they say he is King of Kings. He's Lord of Lords. Uh, King Jesus rides on a milk white horse. That's Mm -hmm. from Revelation 19. You know, no, no one works like him. But then they say this, they said the river Jordan, he did cross. And so now, now all the theologians, you know, and those people look at that and say, when did Jesus cross the Jordan river? They're, they're mixing and jumbling stuff up because Joshua in his time, the successor to Moses, the children of Israel, they crossed the Jordan into the promised land in his time. Jesus didn't come until thousands of years later, but they saw prophetically when Joshua has an encounter, I believe it's Joshua. It might be chapter two, chapter three, or even of chapter five. I'm not sure, but Joshua has this encounter with who he calls the commander of the Lord's armies. Mm. And he asked the question, who are you for us or our enemy? And the commander of the Lord's army says, neither. I'm, I'm the captain of the Lord's host. And as a matter of fact, where you're standing is holy ground. And so there is a mirroring encounter that Joshua has from what Moses has. And black people saw Then they said, oh, that was Jesus before the incarnation. They say, oh, so, 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 yes. So when when we say the river Jordan, he did cross. We're saying that the Jesus who we see appear in Mary's womb, the Jesus who we see go to Golgotha's hill, the Jesus we see get on that cross was the Jesus who liberated the people of Israel thousands of years before he actually came came in the flesh and because we know that the Jesus who showed up at Calvary is the Jesus who showed up at the Jordan River then he's also the Jesus who's going to show up in slave fields in Georgia and Mm. South Carolina and Mm. just like he delivered them he's going to deliver us too and so there was this understanding that you know that that in our faith no we're going to experience Jesus Christ in our own situation we're going to experience the nearness of him now he's not a distant God. He's a near God. And so with that, then there was this conviction that faith and the experience of God could not be bottled up into just a psychological or, or, or mental experience, Hmm. but that faith itself was also social. Faith was communal. Faith was liberative. Faith was educational. And so the black church becomes the center of gravity for the black community because it pulls in every aspect of the black human experience under the banner of Jesus Christ. And it says, he is concerned about what concerns us. And so from the black church, what do we see? We see black educational uh, 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 places come to be. For instance, I graduated from Morehouse College. It was founded in 1867 in a black Baptist church, right? Same thing for Spelman College, founded in a black church. Howard, founded in a black church. And so the black church becomes that center of gravity because our faith was not just about a personal spiritual experience I have. No, it was 
about. It's going to hit every single aspect of who I am because, again, Jesus is coming near not just to save my soul. He's coming near to deliver my community. He's coming near to redeem our politics. He's coming near to 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 transform our minds as we fill them with education and with intellect. And so it was this holistic understanding of who Jesus Christ is that is always undergirded what the black church believes in, which is why we could be that foundation for the black community. And, and if there's anything that I really lament, it is that the further we have gotten away from that history, we have parceled out different aspects of it right and yeah. so you have some churches that are extremely concerned about social justice mm. but they're not but they don't have an extreme conviction about jesus christ being lord exclusively yeah. and so they're like yeah well you know yeah jesus is our lord but you know some other god can be somebody else's lord and who are we to judge them for their faith and it's not about judgment but it's about do we believe he is lord of all or or is he not he can't be mm. lord of all for us but not lord of all for all of the universe and so I think what we've seen is pieces of of the black church's legacy have now been like divvied out to different denominational expressions. So this church emphasizes this part, that church emphasizes that part, yeah. as opposed to know what does it look like for all of us to honor all of the legacy? Because when we do that, and I'm sorry I'm going on, but but oh, but but this, this, this just I mean, I mean this this just really Ooh. you know um it is it. It's, it is, is something that I think because we, we have the key, right? Yeah. It, it, it doesn't make us better than anybody else. But what we're saying is that we have come into relationship with the God of the universe, mm -hmm. with the one who, who I believe it's uh, right around Psalm 65, calls him the God of abundance. Come on. And so why do we have to settle for rampant poverty in our communities when we serve the God of abundance, who the scripture also tells us, gives us everything we need pertaining to life and godliness, mm. not just godliness in the spiritual sense, but everything we need to live an abundant life we have access to through Jesus Christ in the Holy Spirit. And so why can't we use... Um, the gift that we have received from God to positively impact our community. So I think many black Christians, we've just kind of become either one track minded or, or we just have become about ourselves. You know what I'm saying? As long as I get mine for me and my family, um, you know, then I'll only give kind of lip service to the community. But that's not what we received from the history of the black church. What we received was a commitment to holistic empowerment, which mm -hmm. means it ain't just me. It's going to be all of us because Jesus is Lord and he's going to carry us through. You know, listen, I'm coming to Atlanta to go into a sermon or something. I'm coming <laughs> to worship with you or something because this right here got my spirit all stirred up. You know, wow. um, I mean, seriously, I am so blessed by by, it's so rich. It's so rich. Um, you know, you've said so much that we are going to make sure we are quoting out and tweeting out and all those things on your behalf because this has been powerful. But, you know, one thing that I think about, that I continue to think about when you were mm -hmm. speaking, was this spiritual discipline. Mm. Now, I think that we've gone away from the spiritual discipline. Even successful people, you may be successful in your own right, in your profession, mm because you've been disciplined, you've had self-motivation, you got all these self-management skills, right? Wow. But what are you doing in the spiritual realm? Mm. And when we talk about, you know, 
the ancestors going to the rivers and, and, and praying and for hours. It's like that spiritual discipline that builds up that spiritual muscle, yep. right? In you. Um, I think, you know, and not everybody, because, you know, people that really understand the church and understand the Holy Spirit and understand, you know, have the relational experience with God. It understands the importance of discipline in mm. prayer, discipline in worship, you know, and actually pushing time for that, like mm. placing out time for that. That's a time management skill to say, wow. God, let me place, give you my time in the morning. God, let me give you my time in the evening. God, have your way with my time because you are the creator of time. So mm. I'm not even going to put a time limit on how much I give you because you've given me the abundance of entrepreneurship, right? Where I got mm. a flexible schedule where wow. I can lay down all day in the morning and give you five mm. hours and then you still are the author and the finisher of my faith and mm. you still are the creator of time. So you're going to give me back the time that I gave you. Mm. Right. And I think sometimes we, we stray away from that because we're so focused on practicing these skills in our own lives and our own mm. professions that in the spiritual realm, are these still st skills still being practiced with God? Wow. That's so you know, powerful. Yeah, and I mean, you just opened my mind to see how, and I've, I've known that SEL is very prevalent in our churches and in the scriptures, but you just brung something to my spirit that like hit me with conviction almost too, to know that as much as I model and practice these skills on a day-to-day -day and I speak on it, these skills have to be the same or if not better mm. in my spiritual life. Because you know, in my spiritual life, we, we fight in, what, what, we, we going against witches and warlocks in the spirit. Wow. So if I'm, I'm up here in, my, in my, my, my natural, what does the spiritual aspect look like mm. of the discipline of fighting, you know, of the discipline of being on a battlefield, right? The discipline of prayer, the wow. discipline of worship, the discipline of the relational aspect with God. That, that's so powerful, Kristen, because what, what you're saying is that spirituality and faith, what I, what I hear you saying is that spirituality and faith in our Christian experience is, is more than just going by what we feel. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's powerful, even with what you're saying about SEL and, and how it relates to the black church, because people hear terms like emotional mm -hmm. and you think that there is no structure to it. There yeah. is no guidance to it. But, but what, but, but when the scripture tells us that the fruit of the spirit is self-control um, and, and, and when, and, 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 and when it encourages us, you know, um, to gird up the loins, you know, um, of, of, of our experiences of our lives, to gird ourselves up, to build ourselves up on our most holy faith, um, to stand in the liberty in which Christ has made us free, to walk worthy of the calling we received. All of these instructions um, speak to a healthy intentionality um, that is necessary for the ongoing health of our spiritual and emotional and social lives. Thank you for listening to the Black SEO Podcast. If you'd like to support the movement and be a part of us impacting more Black communities with our resources around the nation, you can donate to BlackSEL.org or click the link in our show notes. It's time we share our own stories, 
Help amplify Black voices by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts for the Black SEO Podcast. Leaving a review has a bigger impact than you think. It not only helps more people find the show, but it helps more Black people realize that they are not alone. We all know what it feels like to be unheard, but Black SEL is a safe space for us and by us. Leaving a review can take you less than five minutes, but the impact will change lives.